can't always depend on using my hotspot or one of our other ones, but it usually works pretty good. Yet, what is that, the trivia question? Yes, yeah, so the trivia question. All right, welcome to another live edition of our Talking with Friends podcast. I am Sports Information Director Levi Converse, and I'm joined, as you may have heard already, <laughs> by my assistant. She's wanting a game on my phone. Um, you it, told me there was going to be a game on today. That's it wasn't the OU on. game. It was a St. Louis Cardinals opening day baseball game. That's what it's it was. It's not OU. I got, I've been watching opening day baseball. And th- today is a baseball theme because we're joined by our um, student-athlete starting pitcher at baseball Austin Eggleston. Austin's here with us. Austin, thanks for joining us. Of course, of course. Anytime. Yep. All right. So, if you've been following the Falcons, baseball season is in full force. We're going into comp. We're actually already in conference Since play, but we're January. going into, yeah, we start earlier this year in January. Earlier and earlier. Does, it, does that seem early to you, Austin? I mean, it, it seems early to me. It was very early. It was still, it was still like 35 degrees out when we played yeah. day one. So. Yeah. I don't think it tops. That was really cold, but I think. What really got us was when we played Texas A&M, Arcana here. Oh. The third game. not The, the double three we sweat was nice day. Pouring down rain. It was pouring rain the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, we still get through five innings. We didn't play well that day. We got beat pretty good. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, it, it's a, an official game after five innings. Let's call it. We played the whole set. The whole <laughs> set. Yeah. Pitcher, pitchers had to be in the bullpen for the first three <laughs> innings, too. Yeah, yeah. I remember missing that game too. That was nice. Yeah. So, so Morgan missed a 16 inning game and the Texas A&M Texas Canada third game of the series where we're in pouring rain. We had a canopy, but it still was wet and cold. Um, so, baseball season. We're going down the stretch in conference play. Austin. We're coming off a tough loss yesterday at Southwestern. We play tomorrow at home versus Tabor. Try to get back on the swing. So, what's kind of the vibe on the team right now as as we head into the stretch? Um, a lot of it. We, we've been throwing the ball pretty well as a pitching staff. Uh, the hitters have been hitting well, but when runners get on base, we've been struggling to drive them in. I think we had we had at least 10, 12 hits yesterday, but only scored four runs. Just trying to figure out what's going on with that, and uh, hopefully we can just turn it around. Yeah, so going into this year, um, and we're going to knock on the hardest piece of what we have. Um, your season's not been affected like other seasons have as far as the postponements and delays due to the you know COVID mm-hmm. pandemic and stuff, but going into this season, I want to kind of get a gauge of how you prepared and the team, because it had to be unprecedented for all, I mean, because you don't know what's coming. And baseball's kind of a sport where, you know, it, it could be postponed at a moment's notice due to the weather, but this is a whole different ballgame, at least mm-hmm. the way I've seen it. So, how was your preparations and kind of mood different going in this year as in years past? Uh, well, with last year getting shut down out of nowhere in the middle of conference, it was kind of it was a shock. And then going into this year, we knew that we were going to have to take a big, uh, be very careful in our personal lives, make sure we're not doing anything that's going to put the team in jeopardy. Of because if one of us goes down with COVID, it's the whole team. Because we're a very close team and. Uh, yeah, it's really just trying to make sure that we don't prepare the same. We have to prepare the same and make sure that we don't do anything to hurt the team. Yeah, coming here to Fringe University, I want to kind of get your experience here so far and, and kind of what led to, to your decision to come here. Because um, you, you was at Texas Tech before you come here. Right. Um, so what was the recruiting process like and what was kind of the key to, to come to Fringe? Well, I, uh, I was ineligible my year at Tech and had to, I had to transfer out. And Coach Nicias called me when I was playing. I was playing summer ball in Texas, and 
gave me a pretty good offer. I came up here on my visit, and I'd been up here a couple of times to play in NBC, the World Series, and I knew I liked the area, and I liked what NYCS was doing here, and so I figured it'd be big city, good place, good place to go for a couple of years, and then now I've been here for three years because of COVID, so. Yeah, yeah, and that played a factor in everything. So when you come here, you're, you're, you're a starting pitcher, you strike out 100 batters, it was a historic season for you. Um, but then you get moved to closer, and what's that transition been like? Because last year, uh, when you first was the closer, I noticed um, I, I hadn't heard from Coach Nices. I, I didn't know what it was. Um, so I'm thinking, okay, maybe Austin's dealing with an injury, or maybe it's just wanting to work him back in, and, and you were the full-blown closer. So um, what was that transition been like? Was that something that he come to you about, or was it something you mutually, mutually agreed on? I mean, what was that process played out when you when you were the closer? Well, um, I throw I throw submarine, and so normally those guys are relievers, and I'm normally more effective that way. And I he came to me when I when he recruited me and asked me to be a starter, and I said and I was okay with it. And we picked up some pretty good arms last year uh, that could come in and be starters for us. And I always wanted to be a reliever, so I can't. I went to him and asked him if I could be, because I can throw, I can throw all three games in a series and come back and be good to go. And uh, yeah, so I just basically I went to him. I wanted to be a reliever. Perfect. Well, the decision has played out beautifully. I mean, right now you're leading the KCAC and the NAI with eight saves um, this season. So you've been both a starter and a reliever and a closer now. So. What's the mindset like that's different? Because when you're a starter, you're pitching once every fourth or fifth day. As a starter, as you just said, you can come in in any three games, and he's kind of it's kind of like his um, ace in the hole, you want to say, because you can come in at any situation, and we've seen it this year, last year, to where you come in mid on base, um, one-run game, wherever, and just kind of put the fire out. So for your preparation and mindset, what is there a big difference between being a starter and close? No, you could no one you could come in at any time. It's a it's a really big mental difference. You have to uh, as a starter, you can't go out and burn everything out in the first couple innings you throw because you can't extend yourself in the last couple innings. But as a reliever, you can go in and just one hundred percent from the first pitch, be ready to just go in and throw as hard as you can, throw everything you have. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's worked out great. It's worked out great for the team because uh, now, as I said, he, you can come in at any moment in the game. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I've seen you come in even in the seventh, eighth. You know, you don't have to be just for the ninth. Right. And, and whereas for a starter, you're kind of just, you're limited to what you can do. Mm-hmm. So I think that's been really, really good. Morgan, what you got for him? Okay. I so. know you, she's got a list ready for you. <laughs> So we're going we're gonna to let her have her say now. My probably change as I go along with this. It usually does. It's pretty great. Like I said, I make these up on my, like, on the fly. It's great. So the one and only question that is always a definite one that I ask everybody, what is your funniest or favorite memory that you've had here so far? Oof. Um. It literally could be anything. Does not matter. That's tough. <laughs> I've had I've had some pretty good ones, um, and it's probably still ongoing. Probably a little yeah, bit. There's still some of the, yeah. this season left. I'll say my favorite memory really is just it, it's going to sound cliche, but all the the friends and the the people that I've met here, the lifelong uh, lifelong friends I've made. I 
uh, my birthday was this week, and oh, happy the birthday! I you. guess we're thank late you. birthday. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've had friends coming in town, coming spending time with me all week, and it's 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 crazy just the bonds that you can make just over over baseball. It's awesome. If it makes you feel any better, that's usually everyone's answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> usually. So. Okay. I was actually wondering, because I know that, because my brother plays baseball, and he definitely has the weirdest quirks to him. Weirdest. Um, but do you have, like, any, like, pre-game rituals or, like, game day rituals that you like to do? They can be weird. They can be whatever. I don't know. Just anything. What do you do? Well, uh, not so much pre-game, and I know if any of my teammates listen to this, they'll know what I'm going with here. But I always bring a Slim Jim to the field, and I eat it in the fifth inning every game. And it's it started as like a just give me something to eat, and now it's just a superstition thing where I just do it every game. So it's working. Yeah. <laughs> Snap into a yeah. slim jam. It, it's yeah. working. Yeah. <laughs> to keep doing it, awesome. yeah. we got to make sure you have that now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just start bringing slim jims to every single game now. Like okay, gotta yeah. give him a slim jam. Yeah, no. My brother's was like he has to eat only like the purple bag of Skittles. It has to be the purple bag of Skittles. Can't be. Any other time the of tropic, Skittles. The tropic ones. Yes, yeah. and he would take a Skittle before he goes up to bat every single time. Those are he my favorite Skittles, to be, if for what it's worth. Those are my favorite, too. And he had so many different other ones. So, like, y'all y'all have weird superstitions. Yeah, we're known for that. <laughs> and it goes, and it doesn't stop. It goes all the way up to the MLB level, too. Oh, yeah. It, it, I mean, oh, they, yeah. they have their superstitions, too. So it's not just a high school college thing. It's They do the same thing. Right. And then speaking of MLB teams, like, what exactly is your favorite team? Texas Rangers. Oh, why is that? I'm from I'm from Texas. I live ten minutes from the stadium my whole life, so uh, it's been that's always been they've always been my favorite team since I was a kid. Back when they weren't any good, and I I didn't know any better because I was seven. And I was just the biggest fan, and yeah, it's just always been my team. Oh uh, yeah, that was me with the Astros. <laughs> lived like forty five minutes from them. And okay. Yeah. Always an Astros fan. Mine is mine is the Cardinals. Mine's the Cardinals, and I mean I grew up around you know here and stuff, so it's kind of a regional team. But um, Cardinals and Rangers playing the World Series several years ago. I don't know. I that don't, might have been a little like bit talking about that. I know. I, I thought you was like, it, it was a classic World Series. If it, oh yeah. I I thought the Cardinals were done in Game Six. I thought they were done. I was already me too ready to post and concede and go. You know what? Great season come the wild card. Awesome. And then it, the rally started, and I mean it was one of the the, the best. World best games we've ever seen. Oh yeah, game six was for sure. Uh, uh, it, it coach, was awesome. Our coach By is a uh, he's a Cardinals fan yeah. too. He likes yeah. to send me a video of game six every <laughs> once in a while to make fun of me about it. Yeah, I bet he does. <laughs> it was on MLB Network. What's well, on a lot, but it was on MLB Network um, last year when they were, you know we had all the postponements and stuff. So they had like MLB Opening Day at home, and it was that was one of the best ones on MLB Network. It was an awesome game. Um, but I like the Rangers too. If as long as you're not a Cubs fan or like a Brewers <laughs> fan, I'm, I'm good with you. If, if that means anything, so I'm sure Morgan's that way. Yeah, I'm sure Morgan's that way. With Astros' rivalry would be the Angels or the Mariners or Rangers. Yeah. Rangers yeah. too. Rangers, Rangers yeah. too. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I was like, mm. that's there. That's there. Yep. That's why as soon as you said you're a Rangers fan, I was like, oh, it's actually okay. a Rangers hat I have on too. So. That's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I kind of noticed that, but I was like, okay, I'm not going to say anything, yeah. just in case, because I don't know. I don't know. But, um, and then, like, what exactly are probably, like, your future plans? Like, 
it could be like after graduation or like just for the team. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm supposed to graduate in the fall, and I just turned 24, so I'm a little late on that. But um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping to get to keep playing after this year. Uh, but after that, uh, hoping to get on a a staff somewhere as a coach for a college team somewhere. Um, really love baseball. It's just kind of I have a lot of I have a lot of meaningless knowledge if I do something other than baseball. So <laughs> that'd be good. That, I feel like that'd that's be good. Yeah. Most baseball players. No offense. That's like most of yeah. you guys. That'd be that'd be great though. Being the coaching, that'd, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, I think that's all I have right that now. That all you got? At this, at this moment. Yeah. That's all you got. All right. Well, that's yeah. quite a bit. That's quite a bit. We you 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 got you got you grilling a little bit. That's, yeah, right. that's like you do everybody though. No nothing nothing less. We would expect nothing less. Yeah. All right. Never. Well, Austin, thanks for stopping by for a little bit today. Enjoyed it. Tomorrow, good luck versus Tabor. Yep. And we'll talk to you again soon. Awesome. All right. Thank thanks, Austin. All right. That was Austin Eggleston, our super duper closer. He leads the NAI and KCAC with eight saves on the year, and he could add on to that tomorrow if the situation yep. arises. Easily could. So, um, we oh. hope so. It's either going to be tomorrow or it'll definitely be probably Saturday. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So. And some breaking news. Well, some you may have seen it, but um, the game tomorrow for baseball has been moved up to two p.m. Okay. Just earlier, just we announced it a little bit earlier. So. Thank we you break, for finally telling we, me that. We, then. we break news on talking with friends. That's what we do. I saved it for this. So, so I know I know how much you love breaking news on here. So. See, the people listening to us now probably heard about this before. Probably. I even got to hear about it. Oh, probably. I mean, speaking of that, I need to text my mom to tune in. It, it was fun. And I usually text my mom too to tune in. I post it on our social media, but I still probably ought to do that. But um, it wouldn't hurt nothing. But yeah, so baseball tomorrow, 2 p.m. versus Tabor College. Uh, um, start of a three game series. Doubleheader will be at 1 p.m. on Saturday. So that's already on the schedule. No change on that. Softball is actually in action in about 15 minutes at McPherson College. Uh, they are riding a. Hot streak right now. They're coming off a doubleheader yep. sweep at number twenty-three, Ottawa. Yeah, and they won those games big. That yeah, was a convincing. Doing amazing right that now. was a convincing sweep at number twenty-three, Ottawa. So they're now six and two in the conference, and and there we had Jennifer Garcia, um, freshman from hitter, on there from last week uh, from from softball. But they are really rolling right now under under head coach Suzanne Unruh. So that is that is really good to see, but. Um, you know what? I'm super proud of them because, you know, they made a situation that happened last year, like, turn that negative into a positive, and they're really, really showing out this year, and you can see that, and you can tell that, and not saying that it's only because of what happened last year, no, but it's, it's like you can just yeah. kind of, like, I mean, they were doing really good last year before all of, all of the shutdown and everything you know like they they weren't doing horrible by any means but like you can just tell that they they're definitely turning that negative into a situation and they're making the most out of this season because they couldn't last season yeah yeah you know yeah yeah for sure and they're on a six game winning streak overall 17 and 10 six and two in the kcac they're going to look to keep rolling with a test today at mcpherson college and we post the links where you can follow along today at first pitch of the first game is at 2 p.m. So just around 15 minutes away from that. So mm -hmm. we'll, we'll keep we'll keep you apprised on that. You can follow that as well. Yes. Um, 
So, soccer wrapped up their regular season last night. Men's they soccer did. with a one-to-one non-conference draw versus a nearby Newman University. The, what I love. All right, we're back with you. Had a just a brief audio issue transition, but we are back. So we were we were talking about we were talking about softball, and we were also talking about men's soccer wrapping up their regular season last night with a one-to-one draw versus Newman University. We scored in the first half. They answered back five minutes for halftime, and that was it for the scoring. That's it, it really was like it was literally just like back to back. It was kind of cool, but kind of upsetting at the same time. <laughs> so it kind of sucked, but yeah. So one to one draw. They are now awaiting their KCAC opponent. They will be hosting. They're in line to host the f- opening round quarterfinal game, not this Saturday, but the next Saturday, April the seventeenth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that game is going to be played at that we will be played at Striker Complex because yes. we're also hosting a track meet here. The Fred Spring Open will be here on um, April 9th and 10th. So they will be playing at Stryker. Softball is also going to be home that day. That's uh, we're thinking a little bit ahead there against Sterling, but it will be their senior day mm-hmm. for softball on April the 10th. Um, so that's something to look out for. It's going to be a noon start out at Two Rivers Youth Complex. So volleyball wrapped up their season Sunday yeah. in the KCAC tournament at Avila. I know you were there for that. Heartbreaking fashion, five-set loss. It was. That was tough. I had an 8-3 leading the, leading the five sets. So set, look, things look good, and then Avila stormed back and pulled it out. I want to say what made it so tough was not only because, like, like it was it was an all-around tough match. Don't get me wrong, but like, I mean, it was just it was. It, I'm sorry. It's still kind of hard to talk about because yeah, but um, yeah, it. <laughs> I think it sucked even more, or it hurt even more, because we had it. We literally had this game. We had this match so many different times. It's insane. Like, in the first set, okay, first set, I will admit, wasn't our prettiest set. Okay, and we ended up dropping that one to Avila. Second set, we came out and was blowing them out of the water, but then they ended up coming back, and... We ended up not blowing them out of the water anymore, but we still beat them. Third set, they came back and beat us, but we were beating them by so much, like literally so much. And I don't know, it was just it was just weird. Like it, like they just came back and it was like, okay, we're gonna give it to you, you know. 
Like, it wasn't like we gave up or anything, but, like, we, we had it, and we don't know what happened throughout it to make us not, I guess, finish. It was like we, we, could, we started out great. We were doing amazing, and then we just couldn't finish. And then and to lose in that fifth set when we were literally up 8-3, to three, and then they started coming back, and it was eight to five, and then we 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 pushed ahead, and then they ended up coming back and beating us. Like we needed one more point, like we need or we needed two more points to end up winning because they beat us fifteen to thirteen, and oh, it was. It was a combination of things. You know, they had a couple service aces. Uh, they had a service like, error, you know, late in the set that hurt, and we had a couple. Um, they service just errors. yeah. They they pulled it out. They pulled it out for sure. They just I don't I don't necessarily want to say that they wanted it more than us because we definitely wanted this and we knew we had it. But I also think because we knew we had it, something led up inside of us for some reason. But then again, I don't really know. I was not playing. That was just kind of like an observation for me. But I will say this much, it's bittersweet for me because I was able to go to the last game of the year and I was so grateful and so thankful that coach allowed me to and he invited me to come and be with the girls and everything. It, so it was it was really bittersweet and we had a really long emotional talk in the locker room from all the seniors. Oh, and yeah. uh, I will say this much, I tried so hard not to cry the whole entire time because I thought I had, like, already cried out my tears, you know? Because, like, I mean, I hadn't really been fully a part of volleyball in a hot minute, right? So, but then all of a sudden, of course, Tiff just had to turn to me and she's bawling tears and I'm like, oh my gosh, no. She gets to, like, me and, like, how our friendship and how... It's developed over the over our time here and how we've just become really close and really best friends and oh I literally started crying like a baby. I was like, You're joking. I tried so hard. So hard. And leave it to Tiff. Leave it to Tiff to make me cry. Jeez. Yeah, it was an emotional moment though, I, I think. And, and and things like that does hit you a little bit hard. You don't yeah. you're not even expecting it to. But um, things like that do hit, you know, kind of hard. But you know, it was a hard fight. It was a it was a hard fight, no doubt. But fell just in was. five sets, and um, that does it for volleyball this year. Um, women's golf posted a runner-up finish this week at the Mound Builder Spring Invite, and they were also fourth in the KCAC First Leg Tournament. And women's track and field, outdoor track and field, and men's outdoor track and field, they got going in full force. At the Jinx invite in Winfield this past weekend, both teams and they are now ranked in, today in the NAIA um, top 25 poll that came out mm -hmm. um, yesterday. That the brand new the first poll of the year for outdoor. The women ranked 11th in the country and the men are ranked 24th. Wow! So both teams are ranked within the top 25. So as usual, our, our track and field Falcons are, are going to give us something fun to watch. Uh, they always this do. Year. Yeah, indoor, outdoor, cross country doesn't matter. Cross country meet is also coming up, and that's easy to slip under the radar. But that's coming up on April 9th in oh, really? Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and both men and women qualified for that as a team nationally. That's awesome. Uh, they received automatic bids, yeah, but from the KCAC. So um, that's that's huge. So yeah, a lot lot coming up. Both okay. both teams will be there. 
for that. No? We got a lot of Falcon events wrapping up, but we have a lot of Falcon events that are still kind of going on right now. Yep, yep. We are heading around kind of the host, you know, kind of that, no, kind of the home stretch of it. But uh, we still got about over a month to go, and yep. we're going to pack as much into that as what <laughs> is humanly possible, yeah. I, I believe, um, for that. So, yep. a lot of stuff going on Falcon Athletics. Uh, opening day of baseballs today, MLB opening day. I know one game I'm keeping my eye on. I know <laughs> one game you're keeping your eye on tonight. Astros at Oakland. That game's on ESPN at 9.05 yep. p.m. Zach Grinke on the mound for the Astros. Let's uh, go Astros! Yeah, so... We just started our fantasy baseball team, yes, too. So this is going to be a fun and interesting time. It's going to be fun, yeah. I'm and kind of upset with myself that I waited so long for pitchers, too, because like I was trying to be like, okay, I still want really great hitters, though. But I really want really great pitchers because pitchers can set you apart. But I did get Garrett Cole, which I was so excited about. I see that. So happy about. Even though it does say that Springer's injured right now, he'll be back. Yep. I'm not worried about it. So I'm like, man, I got my Springer dinger yep. in there. I got my Bregman. I got my Altuve. We're chilling. We're yep. going. I was like. Yep. You got all them. If I've seen it right, your team is going to kind of hinge on the how the Astros do and how kind former of, Astros yeah, does, right? Pretty much. Because I also got, like, yeah. Carlos Correa on there. Yeah, yeah. I literally have, like, <laughs> the all-stars of the Astros team. That's who I got. <laughs> like, well, except for Verlander, but yeah. Verlander's out. out for the entire yeah, year. Yeah, like, he's out for the entire year, so that was kind of, mm. I also got Biggio. Kayvon Biggio. Yeah, I did. Who, who yeah. the Astros ties. Yeah. Biggio's son, the great So Astros I apologize, but yes, it yep. is, like, mainly Astros people or former Astros people or people that have ties to Astros. But they're the closest to my heart. I think they got... They've got some big peeps in there. I also, for some reason, picked a lot of Toronto Blue Jays, which I'm surprised about because usually, I mean, usually we don't go for Blue Jays, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, but I did get a Tampa Bay person. I got all kinds of people. We're chilling. Some yeah. of them I don't really know. Some of the lesser people that are just kind of chilling, you know, or like they've been there for years. I don't mm -hmm. really know about them, you know, but. I'm pleased with my team, but my first overall pick, I went fishing because I told you in the, in the yep. points league that we're in, um, pitchers are even more valuable than what they would be in other in other categories. So, oh, yeah. Um, so we loaded up on pitchers, but Jacob DeGrom, the Mets game at, at, at Washington tonight is postponed because the really? Mets had a positive COVID test. Nice. So Already. Great, great, <laughs> great way to start the year. Yeah. My number one overall pick will not be in action tonight like I'd anticipated. <laughs> so I'm going to have to look at my lineup here later and see if I need to make a move. But um, he'll, they'll be playing Saturday is what this, the schedule looks like. So mm -hmm. Saturday for the Mets and Nationals. Cardinals play at Cincinnati. No. Uh, 310 start. Cardinals. Jack Flaherty on the mound for the Cardinals. Uh, he's their ace. He'll be opposed by Luis Castillo of the Reds. He's, the Reds have a top-of-the-line starting pitching staff, even without Trevor Bauer. So that should be interesting in the NL Central. Cardinals, of course, got Nolan Arenado in a major blockbuster trade uh, mm -hmm. that enhanced their lineup, which needed it all the, all the um, progression it could get because uh, that, that was kind of a weak spot. Last year with the Cardinals, Paul Goldschmidt back. He had a great year. But other than that, they they made the playoffs, but they kind of struggled to hit the ball. Yeah. Bullpen should be solid again. Um, the Cardinals, Reds at three ten. Other games going on. I've watched the Blue Jays, the Yankees. Some um, the Yankees was up two to one when we come up here in the third inning. I'm not sure what the score is on that game now. Mm -hmm. But um, Garrett Cole gave up a run in the first inning, but he's uh, he's shut everything down yeah. since. Uh, 
So, Blue Jays have a good offense. Yankees obviously always have a good offense, seems yeah. like. Uh, that division is going to be interesting. That division is going to be interesting for sure because you got the Yankees who are the favorites on paper, but you also got Tampa Bay who you never can count out, even though they lost a lot. They traded Blake Snell, they lost Charlie Morton, but you never can count them out. Tyler Glasnow will be their race starting tonight against the Marlins. So, Blue Jays have tied the Yankees now 2-2. Two to two. Oh, I'm upset. My pitcher, for some reason, was not Garrett Cole in this. What the heck? I definitely had him in there. I'm you mad. Have him in there. I had him as my starting pitcher, and he's not in there. Oh, now it's there. Never mind. Garrett Cole is Never in mind. there. Yeah, he's on, it's on a different. It's on a different. Never mind. You have to go it just scared me a little bit. Yeah, you because know. then you had your bench players here. And yeah. No, it just scared me a little bit, you know. You got I was like, hang on. You got him. He's, right. he's in there. Pirates are on top of the Cubs, 2-1. to one. That's good news for us Cardinals fans. Uh, um, Tigers lead the Indians 3-0, and that game's about the fifth. So, baseball going. I, I, baseball, open day of baseball is always special to me. It's always huge. It always has been. It's a day that sometimes I would fake sick to stay home. So, nice. it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I, it's a... If Christmas is the most wonderful time of year, then Open Day Baseball might be the second most wonderful time of year. Basically. Unless it's March Madness. That's always fun, too. We're going to get to that. Final four is on, the Final Four is set. It's on Saturday. Your bracket looked a lot better five days ago than it does now. But, but hey. I don't no want to talk can, about it right now. No one can be perfect forever, right? <laughs> I only want to talk about the game that really messed me up. All right, so Gonzaga won Baylor over USC. Yeah. Baylor dominated Arkansas and pulled away in the second half. Arkansas gave him a run and come back within four late, but Baylor pulled away. Then Houston hung on. They 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 withstood a furious Oregon State rally. Houston was up 17 at the half, mm-hmm. and Oregon State come back to. I forget which. Late, and I think it was a tie to score, and Houston hit a big three to take the lead back and then never looked back. And now yep. Houston's in the final four against Baylor. The last game of the night, UCLA and Michigan. UCLA pulled out a one-point heartbreaker win over Michigan. So I still blame four. Allen. So, Allen, if you're listening, I still do want to blame you. I thought, I'm just saying. I thought there was truce last night. No, there Doctor, was no was there truce. Not? Are you sure? There was not technically a truce. I agreed to talk to him now, but I, I refuse I refuse to allow not to blame him. He came down to lower Kassad. He just had to come out for no reason. And he, whenever he did, they ended up getting another one, and they pulled ahead of us, and I was not happy about it. Because Michigan was ahead by one point, and then Allen came out, and now they weren't. Oh, I was so Alan, mad. Allen, if you're still listening, Morgan is not quite. Th- I'm still not quite forgiving you right you now. Yet. Um, so, on, <laughs> on, so on Easter weekend of all times, Morgan has unforgiveness in her heart right now. It's not. It's Allen. not fully Easter weekend until tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so give me till Good Friday to figure this out, okay? <laughs> Give me till tomorrow, but for right now, I still am blaming Alan. Okay, fair enough. Other people, we well, we had a whole podcast <laughs> one time over Alan, whether they blame him for <laughs> Super Bowl loss or not. Oh man! Uh, because I thought Alan had interior ulterior motives. That he night. does have ulterior motives. For I'm that telling night, you, I still believe that. I still think he did too. He will that cheese <laughs> jersey. I still think he was trying to 
He was trying to he tell them, hey, point. you know what? You think I jinxed it last year? I'm going to do it again. Yeah, he was like, you know what? We're going to, uh, this time I'm actually going to act like I'm a fan of yours, but really and truly I'm jinxing you. I think, I think Alan had ulterior motives and I'll believe that always though. So I don't know if he did with you or not in Michigan, but I think he no, did. No, I don't think sure. he did. I, d I don't think he did at all. I don't think that, that's definitely so not at all what was it, meant to happen. It's something you're supposed to kind of get over a little bit and, yeah. and work it out on your own. Yeah. You know? I just like blaming him instead of blaming Michigan for their crappy play. At some point, I want to <laughs> see, you know, an olive branch. Um, I thought Allen done his best last night to extend an olive branch, but um, you, you're just not quite ready to accept it yet. I no. thought last night you had a truth, but I guess it's still out there. No, just as bumping uncles, like, I still didn't really want to talk to him. I exchanged a couple words with him, and that was it. Very limited words with him, and that was it. Okay, fair enough, fair, fair enough. enough. All right, we have got something I, I don't know whether to be excited about. Or nervous about, or apprehensive about. But we got Easter trivia that Morgan has put together. She did it Wednesday in my office, and, and no, she did not let me see it. She yep. refused. So I knew she wouldn't, but I tried anyway to get any advantage that I could. But that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so take it so, away. First of all, I have some really, really random questions that I did actually ask you yesterday, but I still want us to kind of talk about it a little bit today before we get into full-on trivia okay all right biggest question that i feel like so many people have like don't think about usually but whenever you do think about it you're like huh i don't get it why does the easter bunny like eggs that was a good question that was a question i had no answer for like shouldn't it be like an easter chicken or something because, yeah. like, I don't get why the Easter Bunny lays eggs. I, really I, that is a good, I never thought about it, though. Leave it to you to think right. about it and then bring up something that is totally, I know, right? you know, mind-boggling and thought-provoking. I'm like, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, why? Like, because from my knowledge of rabbits and bunnies and hares, um, I don't think they, they lay eggs. No, 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 no. When they're giving birth, it's not to an egg. It's to yeah. a actual bunny rabbit. So <laughs> I'm very confused as to why it lays eggs. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's uh, I think that, that's a good question, though. I, I, and I don't have the answer to it. That's way above my I think I'm going to Google so. like, the history of it. Because I meant to do that yesterday, but completely forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. That'd, that'd um, we're going to Google the history of that'd be a good. That'd be a good question. I'd like to know the answer to it. Why does like the more. Easter Bunny lay eggs? The story of the Easter Bunny is thought to have become common in the 19th century. Rabbits usually give birth to a big litter of babies called kittens. Aw, that's kind of cute. Didn't know that. So they became a symbol of a new life. <laughs> Legend has it that the Easter Bunny lays decor decorations, <laughs> lays, decorates, and hides eggs as they are also a symbol of new life. Interesting. Okay. So that's why I guess the Easter Bunny lays eggs. That makes sense, I guess. I don't know. But anyways, now... Still a good question. I still think it's a great question. Okay, so now we have some Easter trivia that Mr. Levi has to answer. Okay. Wish me luck. Oh, oh yeah. So, question number one. Easter celebrates what? The resurrection of Jesus Christ. That so is correct. If I've gotten that one wrong, I would have been in really really bad <laughs> i wouldn't have been as ha i wouldn't have the life i am if i got that wrong know, my right? life with jesus is, is pretty good so so question two true or false the word easter appears in the old testament 
I'm going to say false. I'm That's like, true. Yeah, it's false. Yeah. Yay. We're on off to a great start. 2-0. Oh, hey, 2-0. Oh. <laughs> so, question three. True or false? A lamb is one of the symbols for Easter. That's true. Yes, it is yep. true. Question four. True or false? The rabbit is an ancient symbol of fertility. Oh, goodness. Um... That's like a 50-50 question. I know, right? I, I'm not going to feel bad if I miss it, but it's just so weird. I'm going to say true. It is true. Just because I don't it for, for it to come out like for, for it to be a question, I, it has to be true. All right. Number five, true or false, the egg represents new life or the resurrection of Christ? Um. Okay, I'm going to say I, it does. I'm going to say true. I don't know if it's meant to show that or not. It is true. But I'm going to no. say true, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what the meaning of it, but if like it's not... Life, okay. And then, I mean, the resurrection of Christ is technically yep. a representation of new life for us. Good, good. Or okay. new spiritual I, or eternal life. I knew it was, but I don't know if that's how they meant the egg. Yep. But I was going to say if it's not, then we need to start that because that's, that's good. All right. Number six, true or false? The most popular American Easter candy is the chocolate bunny. Oh, um... I'm going to say false. It is false. Because yeah. I think I know that, that I forget. And I have a question. I have that question. Gosh, later on. I Don't forget worry. what it's called, though. We'll have that question later on. I want to say it's Pete, but I forget what it's called. I, I will get to All that right. question. All right. I'll promise. Uh, number seven. The idea of... Okay, this is like a multiple choice answer, and you got to get the right one right. Okay? <laughs> These are now multiple choice. Okay. okay. The idea of Easter of the Easter Bunny was originated in the 1700s in what country? A. Russia. B. United States. C. Germany. Or D. Great Britain. Oh gosh, I don't know. That. I know, right? Um, Getting historical hmm, on you. It is. <laughs> I don't think it originated here. Um, but it could have, as far as I know, it could have. But I know, right? Um, I actually did did know this one going into it, surprisingly. I was going to ask if he knew it going into it, because I don't. Uh, if I get it right, I'm lucky. If I get it wrong, I'm unlucky. Um, I'm going to take a stab and say A, Russia. No, no it's C, Germany. Germany, okay. My great-grandma actually my told me guess. that. Yeah, my great-grandma would tell us that. That's why I knew that. My second guess is going to be Great Britain. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not know that one. In the 1700s, the Easter mascot was originally A, a hare, B, a possum, C, cat, or D, dove. A hare? No. A hare. Yep. Yep. A. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's what I thought. A, yep. a hare. That's what I which thought. Which is basically a rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. So that's what I'm I thought. like, oh, okay, that was kind of a dumb yep. question, but yep. at the same time, I wanted to see if you get. Yep. Okay. Right, here yeah. we go. Number nine. The most popular American Easter candy is A, chocolate bunny. B, marshmallow peeps, C, jelly beans, or D, chocolate cream-filled eggs. I like those. Okay, it's either B or D. Because um, I was getting ready. Peeps is what come to my mind. But I was going to say my favorite Easter candy is the Cadbury Easter eggs. I know, right? Aren't they amazing? Yes, that's my favorite. Yeah. I'm going to say peeps just because that's what come to my mind. But my favorite is the D. It is peeps. Okay. And yeah, that's why I, I knew it was in Peeps my are so good, though. They are I good. No, I like, I like Peeps. Well, and if you think about it, Peeps really are sold year, like sold all year round. But you mm -hmm. know what? They're literally the most bought it around this time in Easter. Yep. 
Why? I don't exactly know. But they're yeah. so fl- flipping good, I don't care. <laughs> I, I like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, that's what came to my mind was the peeps. So. But, okay. uh, um, but my favorite is the Cadbury cream-filled eggs. Honestly, that's same. My I really love those. I have to have a Cadbury Easter egg on, on Easter. I have to. Okay. Number 10. What flower is associated with Easter? A, a rose. B, a lily. C, pansy. Or D, crocus. I'm going to say B, lily. It is lily. Because they, there's a song, there's a gospel hymn, and I... This you won't know this because you like the contemporary, but Sorry. there's a gospel song of him that and it, well Jesus is called the Lily of the Valley. Right? Yeah. So he's the Lily of the Valley. Yeah, yeah. I do know that one though. Yeah, yeah. So I that was I knew. I that grew one. up in a church. Come on. Yeah, I know you did. I'm just saying you're not as you're you're not as into the hymn as what maybe I am. But okay, this yeah. one should be easy. If it's not easy to you, I'd be very shocked. Number 11. The Romans, in an effort to mock Jesus, gave him a crown of what? Wire? Yeah. B, A, wire, B, ivy, C, flowers, or D, thorns? D is thorns. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. Now, number 12. This one, I actually did not know this. No, I probably won't even know. I've got 11 out of 12 so far. I was like, this has been a very interesting... This was an interesting question that I found. So... Number 12, what was the purpose of the Easter Act passed in 1928 by Parliament in the United Kingdom? Okay. A, make the Easter Bunny the official animal for Easter. B, declare chocolate the official candy for Easter. C, establish a fixed date for Easter. Or D, declare that Easter must be observed as a religious holiday. Well, the first two is pointless, basically. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, come on. Knowing that, it probably is one of those, but I the first two is pointless. Um, let's see. I almost think it would be... It would... Okay. It would, C or D would both make sense. Mm-hmm. But I think... I want to say C, but it's got to be C or D. It is C. Okay. It is to establish a fixed date for Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Which I was really like, okay, I wasn't surprised whenever I read it, but I was like, okay, I actually had no idea of that, you know. Yeah. Now I have some more questions, but these are actually more Bible related. Okay. Okay. I've got 12 out of 13 on that, right? The only one I missed was where the Easter Bunny originated at, so... (laughs) I've not missed any questions. I would get in trouble for So here's Easter Bible facts, questions, and answers. Okay. Okay. Number one. Who made the statement, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him? One. A. Mary Magdalene. Magdalene. Yeah, Mary Magdalene. Yeah, yeah. I always say Magdalene, and then I say Magdalene. Uh, I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, Two. Judas. Or B. Judas. (laughs) C. Pilate. Or D. Herod. C. Pilate. Yeah, Pot said, I wash my hands of this. I find no fault. Yes, that is correct. And people to this day still kind of blame Pilate, though, a little bit because they think well, he could yeah. have stopped it. But obviously, you know, you look at the big picture of the Bible and Jesus' journey, it was not but God's will. So. Well, it wasn't going to be stopped, but I think that Pilate did play a key role in it. Yeah. And the fact of, yes, I feel like he could have stopped it. However, I feel like... The reason he didn't is because, not because he was told to not stop it, no, but that's just literally, like you said, that was Jesus' journey. Yeah, yeah. That was the journey he was sent on. Okay, 
Number two, some some countries, Mexico, Spain, and Greece, have bonfires at Easter time. What is burned in these fires? A. Crosses made out of straw. B. Effigies of Judas. <laughs> okay. C. Colored paper eggs. Or D. A giant cloth. A giant cloth Easter bunny. It would have to be A, wouldn't it? Uh. No. It's not A. The one is. It's not. It's actually B. Effigies of Judas. Really? Really? I, I mean, that makes some sense. I just didn't think that. No. I didn't think that, though. Wow. Okay. <laughs> what? Well, I would not. I, mean, I would hate the burning cross, but I thought that it might be a symbol of sacrifice or something. Yeah. They, they did, but effigies of Judas. Okay. Yeah, effigies of Judas. Interesting, right? Okay. Okay. Number three, what kind of cloth was used to wrap the body of Jesus? A, wool, B, linen, C, cotton, or D, silk? I don't even think cotton was a B, thing. B, linen. Yes, it was yeah, linen. Yeah. Linen cloth. Yeah, yeah. Number four, Jesus' body was, was placed in a sepulcher. I don't know. And a rock was rolled was rolled to cover the opening. What is a sepulcher? <laughs> a a large pottery urn. C B a wooden coffin. C a cave like tomb. Or D a hole in a hole dug in the ground. Okay, so they roll okay, so read the choice again because basically I, I got it. I know what it is, but read the choice again because I want to be I, I get I think it's a technical answer probably. A a pottery urn. B, a wooden coffin. Not that. C, a cave-like tomb. Or D, a hole dug in the ground. It would have to be C, a cave-like tomb, because basically it was a rock. Yeah. And, and uh, it's, you know, the songs and everything goes, you know, the rock was rolled away, the tomb was rolled away. It's basically a big rock. Mm -hmm. So it would be C, yeah. Number five, how many angels were guarding the tomb? A, one, two, or B, four, C, six, or D, two? A, there was one. No, it's two. I could. I I thought there was just one. Maybe uh, maybe I'm thinking of one just talking to to two, Mary as she one, approached the tomb. One where the head of Jesus had been, and two at the, at the feet of Jesus. Okay, okay. John I'm thinking 20, of, verse twelve. Okay, okay. I was gonna say I'm gonna have to go back and read that verse. Yep. I thought there was just one guarding the tomb. Okay. It could be. It could depend on your Bible too. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes there's different translations of that. Yeah. Yep. I know for sure one came to Mary. That's about it. That's what I was. That's what I was had in my mind was I know one come to Mary because she, um, she said, "Go and look where he, Jesus is not here. Go and look where he was laid." Mm -hmm. Or we, we out. Or he had, you know. Or maybe it's just like he. She could only see one. I don't know. Yep. But okay. Yep. Number six. Which disciple is not present when Jesus goes to see them after his resurrection? Oh, this is an easy one. Jeez. A. Thomas. B. Simon. C. Paul. Or D. Peter. It's A. Thomas, and that's where the that's where the the phrase comes. Doubting Thomas, because yep. Thomas hadn't seen him, so Thomas then comes and says, "You know, I'm not going to believe until I see the nails scars in his hands." Yeah. And but in fairness to Thomas, I think a lot of people would have been in his same oh, perspective. Yeah. There's no doubt. A lot of people would have would have. It's human oh, yeah. instinct. Yeah. But yeah, doubting Thomas, it, it was Thomas that was not present. Number seven. Easter celebrates the resurrection of Jesus Christ. After his crucifixion, Jesus rose from the dead how many days later? A, seven, B, three, C, two, or D, five. That's an easy one. I'm going to say B, three. No. 
and I would have bet a million dollars on it. But I know we don't have any money at stake, obviously, so. Okay, for some reason, it's not showing that one, but I'm pretty positive. We know it's three. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm pretty positive. You and I know, you and I know that one. For some reason, it said Thomas twice. I was like, in the answer choice. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? Okay, interesting. Okay, number eight. Which prisoner was released instead of Jesus? A, Bart. Barabbas, I owe Barabbas. I always freaking mispronounce this. Okay. C. Barnabas. B. No, C. Bartholomew. Bartholomew. D. Barak. It's Barabbas. It's Barabbas. Yeah. Yeah, Barabbas. And Barabbas was a murderer. He's a murderer um, and a thief. Yeah, he was a bad, bad man, which just shows you how much they wanted to crucify Jesus because they could have turned Jesus loose. Oh, yeah. And they chose to chose to release Barabbas. Yeah. It's cray-cray. Yeah. Number nine. What was the name of the hill where they crucified Jesus? A. Mm, please bear with me. Um, Geth's. Gethsemane. Gethsemane. Thank you. Yeah. B. Uh, Golgotha. 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 Wow. Yeah. I am horrible at pronunciations. C. Gibeon or D. Ararat. It's Golgotha. It is Golgotha. B. Yep. Last and final question. Number ten. What animal did Jesus ride on when he entered Jerusalem the week before his death? A, a camel, B, a horse, C, none, he walked, or D, a donkey. It is D for donkey. It uh, is a donkey. He rode in and they were waving palm branches. Uh, yes, uh, when Palm he Sunday. In, they were chanting Hosanna. And actually at Church Sunday, they had the little kids um, yep. wave palm branches. It was fun. And we used to do that too. Like we would uh, come in right before service was about to start or like right at the beginning of service, our pastor would walk in and all of us would follow. We had like live, actual, like legit mm-hmm palm palm branches too like with palm leaves and we'd go we place them at the feet of the cross like we'd walk in it was kind of cool yeah that's one of my favorite easter memories not gonna lie we did that yeah quite a few times that is fun and then we'd bring uh on easter sunday we all brought lilies and we would place them on our cross because it like had like chicken wire on Mm -hmm. it so you could place the flowers on it it was really cool that was that yeah that that's that, that that a lot of that's fun Trivia was fun, too. This was fun. I, I enjoyed this. Kept, if I'm right, if I kept the right record, I think I was 20 and 3. I think I got I 20 out so. of 23. Yeah. pretty good. That is pretty good. Yep. I enjoyed this. This was fun. That was a lot of fun. Good job doing that. Do you have any Easter memories or Easter traditions that y'all like to do? Oh, goodness. You know, when I... Well, we always eat dinner at home. Um, yeah. Usually. Or we go out of town if we can, but... Since I've become an SID, that's that's gonna happen a lot. But um, we, when I was a kid, I used to always, uh, um, again, Easter Bunny. Easter Bunny brought me some stuff I liked one year. It was I was big into wrestling, which I still kind of am with the kids. But yeah, um, I got a lot of I got I got some pretty good stuff. I got a video, um, and then I got a workout set. um, And it it was a lot of fun that that day. That that some of that day just comes. uh, Comes on mine first, but we have, I've had a lot of good Easter. I mean, Easter Sunday at church is, is the biggest thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I love going on Easter egg hunts and all that. And Easter dinners were amazing yeah. at my nanny's, nanny and papa's. Yeah. Um, my papa's still around. My nanny's not, but um, but that was that was always so much fun. We'd have sometimes we'd have tacos or Swiss steak or 
Um, I mean, ham, whatever. It'd be different each year, it seemed like, but it was always so good. I could not wait to get over there. And then Easter, for me, again, who I am, always met March Madness as a kind of wrap it up, Final Four time. Yeah. Opening day of baseball time, which we got today. Um, so that is always kind of some memories I had to um, still do, obviously. Yeah. Nothing's changed on that. I'm not, I'm not changed. Yeah. But uh, all that, that's, that's kind of what I remember. But, I mean, obviously church is number one. And um, I would say that, for me, definitely my favorite memory slash tradition that we do back home is every single time the day before Easter so usually that Saturday we would go out and we would pick all different kinds of wildflowers and right now the blue bonnets are definitely out and it's just fields of blue my mom called me the other day and was telling me how like beautiful they are and they're very like indigo this year so it's interesting and they're just very bright and vibrant and oh makes my heart so happy I love blue bonnets you can't tell but anyways so what we would do is we go out and we pick wildflowers wherever we could find them you know and it was okay not to be on somebody else's property you know <laughs> don't just randomly go to someone else's property and do that please don't good way to get yourself potentially shot um, oh yeah no doubt yeah. or no, just yell that you know no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. But, um, so we take the flowers and we would bring them home and we'd create these little rings with the flowers and uh, we called them their they were our Easter bunny nests oh wow so that's where our the Easter bunny would come and bring our little Easter gifts which was usually like candy or something like that you know or just like a movie that we all wanted to watch or you know and we each all three of us had like our own little Easter Easter nest and yeah, and the Easter Bunny would bring us all kinds of goodies, and then we'd have, like, a big, huge Easter egg hunt, and when, um, on the property that I grew up on, we actually had a huge front yard, and, like, literally, eggs were all over the front yard, and honestly, to this day, even last year, we still had an Easter egg hunt, because at 22, 21 years old, we still want to do Easter egg hunts. It's great. You know, Easter egg hunts are the best. <laughs> I still would do an Easter egg hunt if there was one available. I know, I'm right? serious, I would. I know, right? I, I, I love Easter egg hunting. It's fun. Yeah. And it's very competitive, you know? You're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's to see who can get the most. And, and the ones that don't get as many eggs is, yes. is going to be pretty upset. One of my favorite things. Okay, so on Netflix, there's this show called The Holiday. Or there's a movie. It's actually really, really funny. I like it. I enjoy it. But, like, one of my favorite scenes is it's a, it's the holiday of Easter. And it's the kids running down, like, the hill. Or, like, all of a sudden you see them coming, coming on top of this hill running to get the eggs. And one of the, excuse me for saying this, but, like, it's a move. Mm, get out the way. Get out the yeah, way. Yeah. That's it's the way. so, that's, that's so funny. And I was like, oh, this is so perfect. And one kid, like, was pushed and, like, was rolling down the hill, and it was hilarious. And I'm like, this is so, so yeah, accurate. Yeah. It's hilarious. Like, this is just hilarious. I love this. This has made my day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time I watch it, it makes my day. That is good. That is good. But it's so, so accurate. So it's, accurate. It's a way to describe it, for sure. 
Maybe without the one word in there, but like it's the move, move yeah, get yeah, out the yeah, way, yeah. get out the way, get get out the way. Yeah. And if you know that song, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, but I've heard it. So, but that is accurate. That's definitely accurate. So, all right. Was that was that our devotion, or do you have another devotion? Oh well, I actually had a different devotion. You have it. Okay, go on. With I'll it. make it short because it's not a really long one. No, go right ahead. But um, so this was from the other day. I can't remember specifically which day it was, but it's called "Why the Bad Mood." And once again, all my all my uh, devotions come from the Big Life podcast with Pamela Krim. Super, super awesome lady. Love listening to her. But anyways, so. Why the bad mood? Have you ever just kind of like woke up in a bad mood? I know I definitely have because I'm not a morning person. So if you know me, I am not a morning person. My mom hated waking me up. Still hates waking me up. She still does it, but she she would hate it because I was a beast. Like no one could talk to me in the mornings, right? So I've gotten better-ish, but like it doesn't usually have my mood for the rest of the day which is good but yeah so if you've ever woken up in a bad mood you kind of understand what I'm talking about right but like have you ever woken up for no good reason in a bad mood like there's literally no reason for you to be in a bad mood you're just waking up the day before was perfect you've already had a really great week but for some reason in your mind you're saying man I just hate life today you know or like it's just like I have every excuse to be pretty happy you know like I have every excuse and every reason to be happy but for some strange and odd reason I'm finding the struggle of actually being happy today you know well why does this happen why is there sometimes this internal battle stirring us up making us feel restless and unsettled well there is an internal battle going on Literally, there, there really is actually a battle going on probably inside your head or inside your body. There really is. And you just, you just can't see it. You need to know what happens, what's happening here, so you can win the battle and not be defeated. Ephesians 6.12 For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. You cannot see this battle happening, but you can definitely feel it. So when you wake up in these bad moods, you are struggling with an internal battle. And there's nothing wrong with that because it happens to all of us. You can feel, you can just feel it in your spirit and in your mood and in your attitude. You can feel the battle in your perspective as everything is like shaded within negativity or with negativity and just unhappiness because it's real. Like this really does happen and it happens to all of us. And I mean, sometimes we're just, we can just feel out of whack which is what a lot of us like to do and I know that a lot of guys especially when it's that time of the month for for girls you know they're like man it's just that talking you know sometimes it is sometimes it isn't it's an internal battle for us you know so girls if you ever want to say it just say it's an evil spirit internal battle that you're going through if your man is ever like What's wrong with you? Say it's an evil spirit inside me. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'll definitely shut it up. I can promise you that. <laughs> it's an evil spirit. You know. 
So, but like it happens. It definitely happens to all of us. Like you can't always pinpoint what's causing you to feel this way, but you can bet there's a battle with the nastiest fingerprints of our enemies all over it because these evil spirits or the devil is trying to get at you. They're trying to put you down. And, but the reason why it's such a battle is because you're not wanting to feel that way. You are battling this because the devil keeps telling you, hey, you're not worth it. Or hey, today you're just going to be in a horrible mood. You know, you are just going to be in the worst mood. You're going to treat people like crap today because I want you to. Well, you know what? Because you don't want to, you won't do it. You're not going to let him win. You have to keep battling. Remember who you're fighting against. You're fighting against the evil ruler of hell. You're fighting against his legion of demons sent here to cause chaos in God's world. You have to know what these enemies of yours want. They don't give a flying flip about your money or your possessions. They don't. They don't care about that. They're only concerned about you. They don't care what you have in this world. They just care about you, your spirituality, and just putting you down. Because he does not want God to win, but we are God's children, and we want God to win. Satan and his demons are fighting, but not for your stuff. He wants your mind. He wants your attitude. He wants your peace, and he wants your mood. This is how he defeats you. By putting you down, he is defeating you, and you are letting him defeat you. That is the struggle that every single person goes on. A person can lose everything and still live a good life life I've like there I've seen so many people who are happy that just live in shacks you know people around the world you know they can live in the most desolate places but they still find the happiness in it because this is their happiness they don't have to have much or maybe they're just not equipped and never really had much you know but they're fine with that they are satisfied with that because they live this good and perfect life and there's so many people out there like even in america right now that just they don't maybe have much maybe they just have a roof over their head and it's not the most it's not the most plentiful roof it's not a big huge mansion it can be a trailer house i will say i came from one it wasn't a full-on trailer house no we never moved it but it was a much smaller house you know, I don't come from a big, huge upbringing, but you know what? Because of my faith and because of the hard work that my parents have put in, I have a great life. I have such a blessed life, and so many of us have this. And even if you don't see it, you have to see it. You have to understand it because these are the things that God has given you, and these are the tools that you have to defeat the ongoing battle and the struggle that is inside of you. You can come from nothing, but make something great happen from it. You know? You, it's, it's completely up to you, and you have to follow along the path, and you have to know that you are fighting this, and God is fighting right alongside you because he doesn't want the devil to win, and he doesn't want you to be defeated by the devil. That's not why he created us. That's not why he put us on this earth. Yeah, that's good. And you know... How how when I think about when you say he, the devil doesn't care about our possessions, he doesn't care about anything, only how it relates to God. As in everything that the devil does, it's the exact opposite from God because mm -hmm. God only cares about our possessions and our jobs and what we do. Like for us, he don't care that we work in sports. 
necessarily. He cares about how we use it for him. Exactly. And you know, we we're doing our we we do this to to you know bring people to him and to reach people for him and to kind of be a witness and stuff. That's what he cares about. Yep. Only how we're using it to him. If we're if we're not having God in our life and working sports, that means nothing. Yep. That's just earthly stuff. But if we are using it to glorify God and to to bring people to Him and to be a witness, that's where God cares about and will bless it. The devil's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. He don't care if we work in sports. He don't care if we have a million dollars or have, you know, fancy cars, all that kind of stuff. He yep. only he only cares about how we use it for God. Yep. And he wants. And if that can become a distraction to us to keep us from God, then he loves it. Mm-hmm. If our jobs, money, or whatever we have become be, takes the place of God or comes between us and God, then that's where the devil yep. th- thrives on that kind of stuff. So it's the exact polar opposite of what God does, which is pretty much on everything. That what we have, the devil only cares about it if it keeps us from God. Yep. That's like, there's like a couple verses again in Ephesians chapter 6. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so, you, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. We are not called to be weak and passive in the unseen battle of our minds. We know we actually are strong. We are told to be strong in in just the mighty power of the Lord, and He gives us armor to put on. He gives us a Bible. He gives us His Word. He gives us all these different opportunities to seek His Word, and these are our armor. This is our armor against the ongoing unseen battle. Right. And we can't. We cannot be defeated if we are wearing this armor we cannot be defeated if we trust in him and trust in what his purpose is because he is right there fighting alongside us you just have to let him and if you continue to let him then the devil will never defeat you right because the devil already been defeated mm-hmm. we just have to continue to claim the victory yep so when you wake up in a bad mood next time just honestly just say that, you know what? Hang on, I lost it. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> there we go. So if you're ever waking up in a really bad mood or whatever, or you're just kind of like, man, I kind of feel defeated today. I What I want you to say is I want you to get up and I want you to look in the mirror. If you can't get up, because I know sometimes it's a struggle for even me to get up. I will admit that. But no matter what, I want you to say, either in your head or out loud, doesn't matter. I want you to say, he doesn't win today. He doesn't win today. He doesn't win the battle for my mind today. He doesn't win the battle for my mood today. He doesn't win my thoughts today. He doesn't win my peace today. Jesus will be king of my mountain. Because it's so true. This is so powerful. And it's definitely helped me get out of some of the struggles that I've had just this week. You know, and it helps to keep you going. And if you're ever in a bad mood, please, please say that. Or just even just the simple, he doesn't win today. Jesus will be king of my mountain. Very good. Very good. And you know, you ask if we wake up in a bad mood. I've done it before. I think everybody has at some point. Oh, yeah. But really, the devil, the world can take our happy, but it can't take our joy. Yep. Joy comes in the inside that is that is independent of our circumstances. Yep. Now, our happy depends on 
things going our way. You know, we can be happy for a little bit, but then that goes away. Mm -hmm. The next thing, something bad happens. Mm -hmm. It's fleeting. Happiness is fleeting, but being joy is a permanent choice, a mm -hmm. permanent destination to where something bad happened on the job or something bad happened at home or some, you know, temporary thing that doesn't go our way the way we want it to. That's not going to take away our joy that we yeah. have in Christ. So, um, yeah, that's, so we wake up in a bad mood. We need to find our joy. Find, yes. find that because that shouldn't. We should have joy when we wake up in the Lord. Very good. Good stuff. All right. Good episode today. Um, Austin Eggleston, good guest. Um, opening day of baseball day. Watch some baseball later. March Madness, Final Four on Saturday. Championship game on Monday night. And um, all that kind of good stuff. So Falcon softball is going on right now in the fourth inning. They are scoreless still yet at McPherson. First of two. Falcons won for their seventh straight win there. Holly Walters game the first first game start as is typical um, for the Falcons, and Michelle Crowell will start the second game most likely. So that's the way it's shaken out. Um, I want to do that. And we got some race walkers that's, that's uh, practicing here on the track in front of us. We're in the football press box. <laughs> that piques Morgan's interest. If you if you watched our shows all year, you know Morgan's interest in race walking. I'm very so. intrigued by race walking. I think it's interesting. I don't know. Like look at him. Like it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be good at it at all, but I mean, I think it'd be interesting to do. Yeah. And everybody's like, running's harder, or race walking's harder than running, and I'm like, well, I hate running, so I mean, at least this, <laughs> I get to walk. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah. I'm fast walking, but or like walking at a pretty fast pace, you know, but I mean, and one of them looks like she's running, not gonna lie. Like, one of them looks like she's going she a little too high. It's a brisk pace, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's Morgan's journey. She's not giving up on that, obviously. I'm not giving up. I want to go to Coach Bar and have him teach me. She's not giving up on it until she tries it, which is which is good. That's good. That's she's a, be she's, interesting. She's I just want to learn it. At least let me learn it first to yeah. see how I feel about it. She needs to go. Maybe it. I can go to a D1 college for race walking. <laughs> that's how I'm gonna get into law school. I'm gonna be a race walker. <laughs> Let's go. That's now Plan A. Okay. Plan A. All right, we'll see. We're, we're following along. We'll follow along with it. Plan A is to get a scholarship for race yeah. walking at yeah. my college that I go to law school for. <laughs> we'll see how it plays out. Let's All do right. it. All right, well, tomorrow, join us for baseball versus Taylor. First of a three-game series tomorrow at 2 p.m. Again, note the, the earlier start time, 2 p.m. tomorrow. Yes. So, I believe it's my turn to pray us out. It is. So, I'm going to pray, and then we will talk to you again soon. All right, Lord, we're thankful for this weekend as we head into Easter weekend. We're thankful for sending your son Jesus to um, die on the cross and be resurrected from the from the grave on the third day. We we wouldn't have salvation without it, so we're eternally grateful for that. We're we're grateful for all your blessings that you've you've bestowed upon us and generously given us this year. It's been a different year, but we're thankful for everything that you've done for us. We ask a special blessing continue on Morgan. We're thankful for what she does here and the work she does for you. Just continue to guide and direct her in everything she does. And our campus as well, our administration staff, student athletes, coaches, continue to bless all of us. And just continue to bless our mission to lead people to you and to make a difference for you. And just help us all have a great Easter weekend celebrating your resurrection. We're thankful for everything, for your blessings, and keep protecting fan upon us always. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, so Easter, go to church. This Sunday, if at all possible, if you have, a, if your church has a good Friday service, do that as well. Um, so that's as we continue to celebrate Jesus' resurrection this weekend. It's going to be fun. So make sure you take time out for that.
feel like that would be me. Probably. We'll <laughs> so it's everyone else and then there's just have, just, have, just do a mental picture of what Morgan's talking about right now. What would be her? So, anyway. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks for joining us this week. Uh, have a great rest of your day, rest of your evening, great weekend, and we will talk to you again next week.